not only for essential workers, but also for those who need to keep non-essential businesses running, including retail stores and restaurants. Most Americans aren't expected to have access to vaccines until April. Three former presidents want to set a good example. Last month, in an interview with the Washington Post, former President Obama acknowledged the government will have to convince millions of reluctant people to get vaccinated. You know, the anti-vax uh, internet is pretty powerful. Now, he and former presidents Clinton and Bush are volunteering to get their COVID vaccines on camera to promote public confidence once they've been approved. The idea began when Mr. Bush's chief of staff asked Dr. Anthony Fauci what the former president could do to help. Steve Kathan, CBS News. President Trump has posted a 46-minute video continuing to claim voter fraud. His successor is focusing on financial fallout from the pandemic. Correspondent Paula Reed. While the president and his lawyers cried foul on the election, the president-elect was focused on the economic crisis he'll inherit. We're likely to lose another 250,000 people dead between now and January. Mr. Biden held a virtual roundtable with people struggling economically amid the pandemic. Democrats are now backing a $900 billion stimulus plan. That's a significant concession for House Speaker Pelosi, who'd been holding out for $2 trillion. Jobless claims have hit a pandemic-era low. 712,000 people filed for first-time benefits last week as hiring continued despite rising COVID numbers. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. Visit Boot Barn for all the gifts this holiday. Dan Post handcrafts their boots with both artistry and comfort in mind. From performance boots with cowboy certified technology to premium exotic boots, every pair of Dan Post boots are crafted by 90 different artisans who have the boots in their hands from start to finish. For unmatched craftsmanship this holiday, Dan Post at Boot Barn. Unwrap the West. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents Nemo, I love how we're always looking out for each other. Kind of like how Liberty Mutual looks out for you by customizing your home insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Nemo, why didn't you tell me about the uncovered manhole? I was literally just telling you. Nemo, I had no idea you could swim. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Joe Exotic is probably shaking his head in prison as his nemesis gets her day on Capitol Hill. The U.S. House is set to pass legislation banning the private ownership of big cats like lions and tigers. Tiger King star Carol Baskett and her husband Howard's organization, Big Cat Rescue, have spent years lobbying for such a move. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue, and these are some of the cats at the sanctuary. The measure would allow existing facilities to keep their big cats, but would prohibit most contact between the public and the animals. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Fresh flowers and photoshopped ads won't cut it anymore. So many people have ditched New York City during the pandemic. Realtors have been hiring social media influencers to try to lure first-time apartment buyers and wealthy prospects. One sales director says it's all about creating a vibe with a veneer of cool. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I think for older people, I think they really need to understand that this product will give you the energy that you need to sustain throughout a day. Right now, I, uh, I just can't hardly make it through the day if I don't start my day. I'm taking three of each every day. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flag waver for the product. I believe in it. I know it's helping me. I feel uh, I'm more uh, satisfied that I've got my energy level for the day. And, you know, for the last two weeks, I've been working over at my mom's house to get it ready to sell. It's just unbelievable. I guarantee you, if you saw me compared to the rest of the guys that are 74, yeah. You think them boys is ready for the uh, uh, couch. And I'm, I'm going strong all day long and have been for quite some time now. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code FRUITS. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment...
7 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Rutland Bottle Gas here. If it's propane, we do it. Residential service, commercial cylinder exchange, residential 100-pound cylinder exchange, auto gas, commercial bulk service, agriculture applications, and many more propane-related services that are too many to mention. We service northern West Virginia and many counties in central and southern Ohio. Give us a call at our Rutland location at 740-742-2511 or our Plains location at 740-797-4675 or you can visit us at rutlandbottlegas.com. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is. And a brand will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. Some say we've lost our touch. That we don't build things with lasting detail. That we just don't bother. Really. Are we the people who built a country? Who rely on ourselves to get things done? Well, there's really only one way to tell if we've lost our grip. Next time you see someone wearing Carhartt, just shake their hand. Max Thrifty Shop, 940 East State Street, 512-3773. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Shining brightly. Heavy frost on the ground, though. 27 degrees outside. Burr. Going to get up to 42. Excuse me, 42 or 43. Really quite remarkable how some weeks fly by and others you wonder when they're going to end. They take too long. Anyway, it's December 3rd, folks. Good morning. Welcome to the party line. I'm here. Scott's here. I'm here? Yeah. I'm here. Dave yes. Palmer here. You're here. There we go. Wait a minute. Let me turn your mic on. There oh, you well, here we go. There you go. Hello. Hey, I'm here. You are here. You're there. And I'll just say, yabba dabba don't. <laughs> you warm me up for tomorrow, are you? <laughs> Boy, you are so right about some months just seem to take a long time. It's got to be the weather. Cloudy weather, dreary. In my current status of life, it's it's weekly that's so different. One week will zoom by, and the next week just takes forever. Yep. yep. And, of course, we're doing some reorganization of different functions here at the station. And, um, you know, in retrospect, that should not occur during the holiday period. Because trying to hold a staff meeting is so complex. Everybody has different obligations. So trying to find a time when everybody can be here. Um, it seems like you find a time and then you send out the notice and then somebody immediately sends in, oh, I can't do that. You know, but, yeah. but um, we're trying. Yeah. We're trying. All right. Anyway. Lots of improvements going on out here. We hope that you uh, uh, notice them as we go along. Well, let's see here. Today is December 3rd. It is National Roof Over Your Head Day. And nothing else is listed. Yeah, I noticed that. 
I was you know, like, well... There's some days when we have a dozen things, and others when we have one or maybe none. Yeah. Uh, have I ever come across none? I don't think so. But uh, here, December 3rd, National Roof Over Your Head Day. Yeah, I kind of like that every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be uh, difficult without it. Yeah. Anyway, let's see here. December 3rd, the 338th day of this calendar year 2020. There are 28 days now left. Our highlight in history, we go back to the year 1984, when on December 3rd, thousands of people died after a cloud of methyl isocyanate gas escaped from a pesticide plant operated by Union Carbide, well, rather one of their subsidiaries, over in uh, Bhopal, India. I do not remember this. I'm not sure if I do as well. Thousands of people died. Hmm. Um, interesting. You see on this date, but the year 1818, Illinois was admitted as the 21st state. In 1828, on this date, Andrew Jackson was elected president of the United States by the Electoral College. It may take that long to figure it out this time. <laughs> yep, maybe longer. I'm so irritated by that. Anyway, this... Um, oh, here, this is interesting. In 1833... On this date, Oberlin College in Ohio, who I, I hold in high esteem, the first truly co-educational school of higher learning in the United States, began holding classes. I know that's a little hard to fathom, but for the most part, Collegiate degrees were, how do I want to put it, um, largely focused on males. And it was Oberlin College up in Oberlin, Ohio. My mother got her grad degree from there, her master's degree in education. Uh, but it was Oberlin College that is, in 1833, started encouraging female students to go and have um, receive a collegiate degree. Well, I don't want to overdo that, but it's interesting. Let's see, 1960, Camelot on Broadway, Lerner and Lowe show, uh, starting starring. St Starring Julie Andrews as Guinevere, Richard Burton as King Arthur, and Robert Goulet as Lancelot opened on Broadway. Now, if we go back into um, the back room of my office, I have that original soundtrack recording. And... Um, to this day, if I hear a different recording of Camelot, it just doesn't sound the same to me. <laughs> yeah. We've done the show a number of times, and I think I did it here once in Athens years ago. Um, well, anyway, let's see here. In 1964, police arrested some 800 students at the University of California, Berkeley, one day after the students stormed the administration building and staged a massive sit-in. Uh, the point is that that was one of the first times that had happened. It's happened many times since. Uh, yeah. On many campuses. Yeah. But that was the first time it happened. I myself was... Um, 
See what it was the same. It was the same as uh, the Kent State uh, National Guard. Um, May fourth, nineteen seventy. Thank you. I was at WCOL in Columbus, and all hell had broken loose on Ohio State's campus. National Guards, State Highway Patrol, Columbus Police, everybody involved. And I, Kali Young, who was the head of WCOL, said, you get over there. And you take some other guys, too. And um, let's, let's try to get a, some inside scoop on this stuff. What's going on? Well, we went over there, and, you know, you it was like two... How do I want to say it? It's like, uh, like any war, I guess you would put it. You have two sides. So, media coverage wasn't as clear-cut as it is today. So you had to decide which side were you going to blend in with. And uh, all of us, these um, not experienced reporters, including myself, decided we, we thought it'd be safer to be to look like a student. Right? Yeah. So you either go to the protester side or the counter protester side so you know we 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 got pushed around and stuff like that and um, boy it was a violent situation on campus at ohio state what is going on with my phone yeah it got not only violent at kent state but there at ohio state and uh a, a bit out of control here at, at OU, too. Yes, absolutely. It was all that same... That same time period. Same day. May 4th, it just trickled out and mushroomed out everywhere, it seems like. Folks, I've never had this happen before. What, within a span of 30 seconds, I've received three uh, robocalls um, and on my phone, it shows up as, um, let's see, what's the wording they use? Like, um, spam call. Potential spam. Yeah. Yeah. I get those. Three in a row just now. Then not only that, I had turned down the volume on the ringer and it still made noise. I wonder how they overcome all that. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Well, let's move on here. I just go in and block that number, and then they just go to another number, yes, and sir. I block that one too. <laughs> well, except sometimes they borrow numbers. Well, yeah. what if what if I get a legitimate call from that number? Yeah, you know. Yep. It worries me about blocking them. Yeah. Um, That's the downside of it. I guess we've hit most of those things. I mean, I could, you know, we have lots of things we could mention. We could tell you that in 1979, on this date, 11 people were killed in the crush of fans at Cincinnati's Riverfront Coliseum. Oh, I remember that. Where the British rock group The Who were performing. Yeah. There's just all sorts of things in here. I remember that on any very given well because I'd been to a couple concerts there at the Coliseum. Riverfront was. You know, I spent some time there. Yeah, it was a cool place. Mostly with Jim Winters, who was the uh, head of the executive head of the broadcast element for the Reds. Yeah, it was right next door to. Uh, Riverfront Stadium, where the Reds played. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It, it's a different facility altogether. Yeah. I, I was getting confused. Yep. Okay. Well, let's see here. Birthdays. Uh, movie director Jean-Luc Goddard is 90. 
J.P. Morgan, the singer, 89. Nicholas Coster, the actor, 87. Actress Mary Alice, 79. Ozzy Osbourne, 72. <laughs> He's still, still rocking and rolling. <laughs> 72, think of that. Um... <laughs> Actor Stephen Culp is 65. Daryl Hannah, the actress, 60. Actress Julianne Moore, 60. Katerina Witt, figure skater, right? Yep. Olympian? Yep. 55. German skater. Mm, I've lost my place. Oh, here we go. Uh, actor Bruno Campos is 47. Okay. Didn't he just let out a new movie, Bruno? Um, this guy's certifiably insane, I think. <laughs> yeah, was it and yet, Frog or something like that? The oh, Princess and the Frog? I don't know. Google, start Googling me. I just did. The Princess and the Frog. Let me see a picture. I want to make sure it's the same guy I'm thinking of. Tip it up. Oh. No. No, that's... Not the same one? No, this that guy doesn't look insane. <laughs> see if there's some other Bruno. Is that the right spelling? I don't know. I mean, the first name appears to be, but I, I don't know the last name of the guy I'm talking about. What do you got on your list there, the spelling? Well, I think you have the right one. Okay. You're trying to think, oh, I get it. You're thinking somebody else. Yes, another, who's also named Bruno. Another Bruno. And every movie he makes is absolutely nuts. Bruno Mars is a singer. No. Bruno Tonioli. Choreographer, he's on Dancing with the Stars. He's this guy's an actor, sorta, largely heavy-duty comedian. Oh, is is it? His name's just Bruno, apparently. I think so. He uh, did a mockumentary comedy film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not this Bruno Campus. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, so there is the name I wanted. Yeah, he goes by Bruno, but his real name is Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, that's it. And what a weird. <laughs> a mockumentary. It's so weird. It, they just knock me out. Okay, well, enough on that. Do you watch them, the whole thing, or just... Well, I mean, when the movie out, theaters are open... Oh, those, okay. I thought maybe you are watching... These are full-length movies. ...at home or anything like that, if you watch the whole thing, or... I don't just... think Pat would allow me to buy <laughs> the, the uh, CDs, if you know what I mean. Well, now's your time, yeah. if you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on here. Who else do we have? Um, <laughs> birthdays. Actor and comedian Tiffany Haddish is 41. Uh, Singer-songwriter Annie Grammer is uh, 37. Youngest person listed is an actor, Jake T. Austin, who's 26 today. All right, we've done that. Oh, here's another forecast, even more uh, promising. It says uh, 45 today. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay, so I can put that back up there, I guess. Um, it's still roof over your head day, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Uh, again, I, that's a good thing every day, unless I'm in a really warm, tropical place. And I doubt if I would care. Historical raining. Historical events. 
Now, lately, some of my chums that I go have dinner with and so on, uh, we've had some interesting food discussions. Because, I don't know, I, it's, I'm a foodie, but I don't know the history of food or anything like that. So here are the first event mentioned today on this day.com for December 3rd, 2020. Is that on this date in 1586, uh, Sir Thomas Harrow, I think it is, introduces potatoes to England from Colombia. So, are we saying that prior to 1586, England had no knowledge of potatoes? Uh, that apparently sounds like it, yeah. It's, uh, I'm looking at something here. The Inca Indians in Peru were the first to cultivate potatoes around 8,000 B.C. to 5,000 B.C. Spanish conquistadors conquered Peru in 1536, discovered the flavors of potatoes, and carried them to Europe. Now, at a recent dinner with my chums, um, they made me aware of the fact that the sweet potato is fairly new. You know, the orange ones? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, let's look that up. Okay. Incidentally... I, I, I swear, I've had sweet potatoes all my life, and they said, no, it's fairly new. Okay. Incidentally, um, the exploring Europeans introduced the potato into North America in the 1620s. Yeah. When the British governor in the Bahamas made a special gift of them to the governor of Virginia. How about that? Okay, now... Now we go on to sweet potatoes. Okay, and then we're going to talk about turnips. Okay. I put that out there so we don't forget. Okay. Sweet potatoes originated in Central and South America. Archaeologists have found prehistoric remnants of sweet potatoes in Polynesia from about A.D. 1000 oh. to A.D. 1100, according to radiocarbon dating. They've hypothesized that these ancient samples came from the western coast of South America. When did sweet potatoes come to America? 1492. Remember that date when yeah. Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Probably on board his ship. Yeah, one of the oldest vegetables known to mankind. They believe it was domesticated thousands of years, once again in Central America. Well, then, I think the people I was having dinner with are in error. I would say they are. You can definitely one-up them on potatoes now. Get into a good argument. Yes, with evidence and facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Christopher Columbus took sweet potatoes back to Europe after his voyage to the Americas. Okay, so let's talk about <coughs> turnips. Okay. Okay, now when I was growing up, and this was when our home was still considered out in the country a bit, even though it was only a mile outside of Worthington. There was a Mr. Klinger. I just remembered his name. His entire front lawn was a garden, a vegetable garden. He was a house painter by trade. Uh, there was no Mrs. Klinger. Uh, but I would go over and chat with him. He was uh, very nice to me. Uh, there was a lot in between us that was vacant. It had buckeye trees on it. And we would go pick buckeyes and things like that. Uh, but he was probably, I'm going to say, in his 70s. And here I was, 
preteen. The number one crop that, uh, the number one thing he had in his garden, which was massive, were turnips. Now, he didn't have a roadside stand. He didn't sell his vegetables to a local grocery store. Uh, What he grew, he ate. Um, Now, turnips. I have come to really like turnips. But what's their history? Um, Turnips are thought to have originated in the Middle and Eastern Asia and has grown throughout the temperate zone. Young turnip roots are eaten raw in salads or pickled. Young leaves may be cooked or served. Uh, So it looks like Eastern Asia. Well, I I don't think I've worked with the the greenery part. Uh, I'm talking about the, the bulb. Yeah. And uh, you can slice those up and grill them or saute them. Um, And I'm sure there's dozens of ways, but I just have only learned a few. But uh, my, I I do like them. Turnips are loaded with fiber and vitamins. Sounds like a good thing. Yep. Vitamin K, A, C, E, B1, B3, B5, B6, B2, and folate, which is one of the B vitamins. Also, uh, manganese, potassium, manganese iron, calcium, and copper. They're also a good source of phosphorus. Phosphorus, here you go, omega-3 fatty acids and protein. Brain health. Eat more turnips. Sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Sounds like they're a powerhouse. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> our newest neighbor, um, Barbara across the street, who moved here from Maryland about a year ago, uh, she brought over a bag of turnips she had raised in her backyard. Oh, already. nice. Got three nice ones there. Is where these are. Turnips are grown in California, Texas, Washington, Michigan, Florida, Colorado, and Wisconsin. California produces 63% of the country's total carrot and turnip output. Ukraine produces roughly 930,000 tons of carrots and turnips in a year. Okay, let's uh, let's move on here. We sort of got our foodie fix. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sort of. so uh, famous birthdays today. These are a couple that I haven't <laughs> mentioned earlier. Uh, we're going to go back um, to the oldest, or what I'm guessing is the oldest. Um. John Wallace, W-A-L-L-I-S, born on this date in 1616, died in 1703. John Wallace was an English clergyman and mathematician who is given partial credit for the development of infinitesimal calculus. Okay. Um, we already mentioned Ozzy Osbourne today, his 72nd birthday. I've got a picture of him here, and he looks both his age as well as uh, <laughs> his uh, nature. There, There's a show on with he and his son um, called Road Trippin' with the Osbournes. Oh, dear. And it is something else. It is funny. Okay. His son, I think his name's uh, Jake, or Jack, I guess it is. And they just, they take off and go different places throughout the country. And and uh, Jack introduces Ozzy to things he may have never seen or experienced before because he was always traveling with his rock band. 
I have a, I, I, I don't know, I'm sorry, um, I'm going to go with typecasting here. I suspect there's a number of things Ozzy has seen that his son shouldn't. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> Throughout his musical career. 60th birthday, they say, for Julianne Moore. Actress, as I would guess, based on her photograph, and she does look uh, very attractive. Yes, she is an actress. Give us a couple shows she's been in. Uh, let's see here. She's an American-British actress. Uh, a couple of her movies, still Alice, Boogie Nights, The Big Lebowski, uh, and The Kids Are All Right. Okay. And the last one we'll bring up is a George McClellan, born on this date in 1826. He's wearing um, a military uniform. Died in 1885. George McClellan. George Brenton McClellan was an American soldier, civil engineer, railroad executive, and politician who served as the 24th governor of New Jersey. No kidding. Yeah. Very stately picture. Okay, here's one that I should know, and yet I'm going to um, show my ignorance. Robert Louis Stevenson. Oh, he was a poet, writer. I, th- I had a hunch, but I wasn't... Novelist? Didn't have enough... Yeah. Um, Treasure Island? I was not certain enough to say so. Kidnapped? He lived from 1850 to 1894. Not a very long life. No. Strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And also wrote A Child's Garden of Verses. He was Scottish. Kind of looks it. A Scottish novelist, poet, and travel writer. Let's put this one over here. Um, We have a couple of studies we'd like to... uh, I mean, we we can talk about the vaccine. By the way, uh, Scott said that in this morning's CBS newscasts, uh, the reporters there have mentioned that the general public, they believe, will be receiving the vaccines in April. Is that right? Yes, the American general public. But what I mean by that is there's going to be a number of certain groups before then that maybe have underlying health conditions yeah. and, and stuff like that. And, of course, they've already said the first group to get it are the, the um, health care workers. Yeah. Um, but just for the common Joe or Jane, if there is such a thing, um, April. And again, every day we seem to hear just a little bit more about uh, how how pleased they are with the the vaccine's um, quality and effectiveness, that sort of thing. Yeah, lots of things happening on a day to day basis, even hourly basis. Now we it affects every everything really day to day. We have a caller standing by. I grabbed him a moment ago. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi. Good morning. I have a question that goes back to something you mentioned earlier. Okay. What in the world (laughs) potential spam? (laughs) I mean, it either is or it isn't. A potential (laughs) what? Spam. Potential spam. That we get on phone calls, the robocalls. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) they, um, there's some app. Okay, first of all, I I use a Samsung phone, but I so I don't know if this is unique to it or whether Apple has it or others. I don't know. But mine is Samsung, and if it calls, uh, there are certain groupings of number that that if companies call you on this group of numbers that evidently are shared by different companies. Well, let me go back, and I'll just read you an example, if I can. 
reasons. Okay, here we go. So the two calls I got back-to-back at 918. One was from Staten Island, New York. They called twice. The other one was from New York City. They called once. Uh, at 5.45 yesterday, Martinsburg, Ohio. Um, at uh, 4.44 yesterday afternoon, um, it's, well, that one I happen to know. That was JFQ. Never mind. Um, let me see. Well, I may have already deleted some of these, but um, they... They somehow or other get a hold of phone numbers from different geographical places. And they aren't there necessarily. They can be in Timbuktu. But um, I, I just don't understand, you know. And then, and then my phone, it says, uh, what does it say? It says, um, come on, open up. Uh, well, anyway, it, there's this, you know, like a name tag, a uh, picture of a name tag on somebody's um, suit coat or something. Uh-huh. And it says, uh, hello. And then instead of a name being printed, it's question mark. And then, um, then it also says next to it, a certain percentage of the likelihood of its being a spam call. Good heavens. Now, how they, how this company figures it out, I don't know. But it's something to do with the the um, Samsung systems. It, it's, it's the server, uh, uh, too. And the, your phone, as you mentioned there, uh, it'll check the caller's number, and it compares it to a list of phone numbers mm-hmm. in like a third party spam app and if there's a match identifying the phone number there uh, for example a spam or telemarketing uh, then that will identify it as a potential call from a third party your phone does that too yes what kind of phone do you have i've got mine's through verizon and but i, I mean, think it's a it samsung samsung yeah. also okay well my phone came from dollar general <laughs> Well, Years ago, yeah, all it has is caller ID, and I get ring, 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 all the time. Potential spam. Yeah, and I'm okay. thinking somebody doesn't know whether it is or it isn't. Well, they're, they're <laughs> I mean, just they're giving. I mean, you can answer it. So, uh-uh. Well, I mean, you have the option. They're just saying we think this is probably a spam call. Well, I had one. Bad call. I'm not. I haven't answered this stuff in years. Mm-hmm. If I don't, it says unknown caller. Who would answer an unknown caller? Well, I tell you what, I have to. Well, to my way of thinking, if they don't want me to know who they are, yeah, but I if, don't want to talk to them. But if someone call, some say someone. Uh, let's see here. Let's say Blake Hodson who um, is president of an organization I am the treasurer for, gives somebody my cell number and says, call Dave. It comes up there without any ID. And it just says a phone number. And it could be a very important call. Now, if they use phone numbers that are used repeatedly for odd things that's when they get put into these databases and that's when it says potential spam but, yeah i get them with just a number yeah. just a phone number well i i answer those and then sometimes they're legit and sometimes they aren't well if you look at the area code mm-hmm. i don't even know where some of those things are oh well, mine gives you uh the location well this just says Phone number. I said, no, I don't know where that is, and I don't know where anybody. You, you've there probably is. missed gifts of a million bucks or so. Oh yeah, <laughs> nah, that was my luck. Yeah. 
Or may, maybe Dave's called you and you didn't even know it. Well, now that, hey, I never thought of that. <laughs> well, oh, I'm going to try that later in the day and see what happens. <laughs> see if she answers. I'll say, if you're not Dave, hang up. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you guys have a great day. Thank you. Well, you what too. if it said potential Dave? <laughs> oh please! Or p- potential, <laughs> okay, potential lottery winner. Mm. <laughs> you got. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see you later. Bye bye. Okay. See ya. Bye bye. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Where's all my stuff? Uh, twelve forty or nine forty-seven. Uh, I tell you what, let's get Art Turf out of the way, and <laughs> and then we'll talk a little bit about this uh, new study I'm working on, which is, I find it most interesting. So let's see here. Art Turf, are all my buttons just right? I think so. Okay. I-N-E-P-T, inept tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. And we're back home on the campus of Inept Tech following the Oysters Bowl game up in Flushing. A loss to Flushing State in the Toilet Bowl, which uh, concluded another winless season for your team, Coach Turf. I was wondering uh, what kind of season was it? Well, it was a fine season. You know, you uh, put your schedule together before the season ever starts, and you kind of wonder what kind of a season you're going to have. And I do want to tell all of our fans, and I'm real glad that they tuned into the program this year. And, followed the oysters and kept up with all the statistics and all the plays and all the scores and all of our ball games because we did play some fine ball games this year you know we uh, had some real fine opponents and our boys went out there and played some real fine ball games on offense and played some real fine ball games on defense and and we played some real fine ball games on special teams so what all the fans seen uh, when everything was all over said and done with was some real fine ball games and a real fine season and i know you're looking for an excellent season next year and I know coaches always think ahead from season to season I'm sure you're already planning in your mind what uh, what's going to happen next year that's right you know we got spring practice coming up in the spring we got some real fine drills we're going to put these boys through we got some real fine boys I think going to try out for the ball team we got some real fine boys that's coming in on scholarships so we're going to have some real fine boys I coming tell you what, we're, we're going to stop this we, we aired this one yesterday we think and uh, we have I think another couple left to go that our sports people put together. So um, I tell you, while you're doing that, Scott, can we play? um, Yeah, let's play a little bit of that right there. Okay. Uh, Lori Morgan, folks. Okay. And we'll get it started. We'll be back in a moment. Up on Santa Claus Mountain, it's Christmas all the time. Toys and dolls and Christmas trees and everything in
are making toy soldiers, kids. Red, white, and blue. And they knew that fly really are true. I smell something sweet. It's cookies, I bet. And they're all from Santa. Has anyone seen him yet? Get off the track. It just made a train. So blow him a kiss. Santa, I'll see you in a couple of nights. And when you ride through the sky, WATH 97.1 on FM. Uh, I just thoroughly enjoy that song each year. Um, and it's only been around, what, 10 years or so? Anyway, um, Lori Morgan, she, of course, is a regular singer. That's just Christmas time. It would her, what would her genre be? Is she typically uh, Scott, a, a country singer or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mostly country. Her her father was uh, George Morgan. Still is her father. Of course, he, he doesn't is, mean anything to me. He's dece- He was a country singer as well. Okay. So, she also she was uh, married to Keith Whitley for a while, who was a country singer. Well, I I readily admit <clears throat> that uh, country music is the genre I know the least about. Um. I've never been involved in a country music station anywhere anywhere about the uh, the nation there, so that's just the way it is. Um, I don't know if my computer is going to cooperate with me or not here. I'm waiting on um, it to load up some stuff. <coughs> I guess we could. Um, what was the report you were looking at that uh, about the vaccinations? I think it's over here, where the laying below the pen. Yep, right there. We don't use GPS in here. We use actual commands. Under the pen. <laughs> uh, where would this stuff be? I thought that... I brought my computer from the desk um, back down into the studio, and I thought it would just open up and be right there, but of course it isn't. Um, Technology, it's great when it works. Oh, well. Well, let me just at least describe what I've been doing. Okay. Somehow or other, I got to thinking about how many communities are there in the state of Ohio? So, I found a very good data source that um, gave me that information.
Now, my computer is asking me some questions, and I might be able to come up with what I was hoping for. Um, so, what it did was it gave me this lengthy list. Okay. Go there and connect. And this list is by population. Now, this particular list did not distinguish um, between metro areas, cities, or villages. So I looked up the definition. I thought I knew it, and I was ac I, I knew, I knew it. A city has five thousand or greater. A village, four thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine or less. It's fifty-eight past the hour. We're not going to get to this. Okay, I will work harder to bring this in tomorrow. But um, the smallest community they mentioned had 11 people. There were like 1,030 community names. And, uh, and that includes Cleveland. Okay. Athens. Now, and then you have the population for each. Um, you know, Athens has, what, 27,000, whatever it is. I, I don't have it memorized at the moment. Yeah, it's right in there. But, without um, students, not counting students. Here, um, you know, there were other cities I thought, well, is Marietta larger than Athens? What would you have said? I would have said no. Okay, well, you were correct. Uh, but for some reason or other, I thought it was more equal. But, like, Marietta has 12,000. And we're showing 20-some. Um, anyway, just stuff. And, and then there were so many places I've never heard of. Okay, well, that's that's the topic, and I guess we'll try to wrap up the week tomorrow. I'll have my machine running a little better, and um, we'll just do it earlier in the show when it's still running before it's had a chance to fall asleep. Have a wonderful day out there, please. The M97.1 FM. Is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Another 3,100 people in the U.S. died from the coronavirus yesterday, shattering the record set in April. And the CDC director's warning the toughest months are yet to come. Most aren't expected to have access to a vaccine until April. Some high-profile Americans hope to quell fears. Dr. Anthony Fauci spoke to CBS's Major Garrett on his weekly podcast, The Takeout. Presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama will take the vaccine, do it on camera to assist this effort as well. Indeed, as will I. When are you going to do that? As soon as my turn comes up. We're just in. Dr. Fauci will meet with President-elect Biden's team today. There's a warning about vaccine disruptors. Correspondent Cammy McCormick. Security researchers with IBM say they've detected a cyber espionage effort using targeted phishing emails. The hackers are pretending to be a biomedical company to learn more about how vaccines will be distributed. The security officials don't know exactly who is behind it, but they've been preying on countries preparing to ship vaccines that need cold storage. And a later attack could disrupt vaccine distribution to millions. Lawmakers in Washington are inching close to COVID relief legislation. CBS's Paula Reed. As millions of American families and small businesses reach a breaking point, long-awaited stimulus relief appears closer to actually happening after Democratic leaders endorsed a $908 billion proposal. That is a significant concession for the House Speaker who had been holding out for a $2 trillion deal. And while both parties say they are committed to passing some sort of package, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell appears committed 
made to a much smaller deal. The headline on this morning's jobs report, first-time claims fell after two consecutive weekly increases. Bank rates Mark Hamrick. Looking at these new claims and traditional programs administered by the state, we do 